What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Ruschak. I'm here with special guest, David Moore. Welcome. Hi, Emma. Thank you. So you are an author and motivational speaker, inspirational speaker. What came first? What came first? Well, they, they both actually came together. Neither were planned. And uh, it certainly, I mean, it was never something I set out on. And I joked after I wrote my first book. Um, it's a good story how I got to that. I was in the Middle East. I was fighting the war, and um, and, and it just—I I can't get into all that. So mm-hmm. I, I, w- I went down, and um, I never—I never set out to do any of this. It just kind of the way the life came. Obviously, with my background, it just kept building on top of each other. And uh, but I do joke that you know I—I I never even really read books, and here I've written a couple books, and um, so it all—it all came together. It's my calling in life. I mean, it's my purpose to be here. So it's just the way that the universe took me. Exactly. We start off on a path that we think we're meant to be on. <laughs> and faith, faith says, no, no, you need to do this instead. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the best way to describe it. And I guess you can understand that. So it just, it was one turn after another. And when we started more motivated, um, I knew I had a lot to say. And uh, the idea was if we could help one person and, mm-hmm. um, you know, from my background and everything I've been through, then that was considered a success and we've certainly set out and done a lot more so it's, it's been a great ride exactly when you're doing motivational speaking you're not speaking to the masses you're speaking to that one person that actually needs to hear your message 100 percent. and then when we get emails you have no idea i'll get emails and i'll say you were speaking right to you know you have it just that you know i needed to hear what you had to say and, and that's that's what gets me excited about everything i mean i i there's so many different roads or alleys or avenues I could have gone down and have gone down and found a lot of success at. But, you know, when you really know what your purpose here on earth is and you go out there, you just have to do it 110%. So it's been, it's been unbelievable. It has. Now, a little bit about your book. What is the title? Uh, Wake Up and Win, Get Your Life Off Autopilot. <laughs> that's <a> perfect title because <laughs> that's what life is, right? You wing it every day. You don't know what life is going to give you. I, I, I'm sorry. I said, wake up and win. I have my Pittsburgh oh. accent, <laughs> right? No, wake up and win. Um, but, but you're, I mean, you do wing it every day mm-hmm. and my whole book, you, you know, have, having t- tasted death and gone, like I've gotten to live life backwards, you know, as a young man going through my first plane crash and, and realizing like how, how genuine and precious life is. And it's not guaranteed something that usually people don't learn about until they're further down in stages of life. And to be able to turn that around, you know, one of the one of the things I set out to do, I, I speak on uncrashable leadership and, you, you know, just showing people how you will go through crashes in life. You will, you know, how to combat them. I mean, I've, I've been through post-traumatic stress and able to come back 
and then how to recreate, commit to recreating, deleting yourself. And you know, the whole premise of my book is, you know, I don't want people to go through life just kicking that can down the road that, you know, you have to get up every day and give 110%, be your best. And when you feel uncomfortable or when you feel, you know, challenged or stressed out or going through something, I've been put through some of the most severe things in life, um, plane crashes, that, you know, it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to better yourself, but it's all in what you do with it. There's two things you can do. You can lay in the bottom of that hole, you know, wallow in your own misery, or you can reach down, grab yourself by your bootstraps and pull yourself up and become better than the person you were yesterday or before the whatever, what you know, whatever you went through. So that's that's really what Wake Up and Win kind of takes you through. Exactly. It's not, you can go through any medical problem, any financial problem, any problem you have in life. You can either wallow in self-pity and nothing good happens, or you can actually say, okay, I have a bunch of lemons. How do I make a new lemonade? 1000%. So, and then it's funny because with my post 9-11 GI bill, I actually wanted to study leadership and, um, you know, I've been through all the different leadership academies, blah, 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 through the military and, and everywhere else. And it, it was it, it was astonishing to find out that Ohio State, Michigan, the two leaders in it, they said that, you know, there, there's really nothing that they could conclude was a, the, the, the fine leadership, that it was no more than learning from the, the past the past experiences you've been through. And then obviously having the wisdom to apply it to the to your, to your future endeavors, to everything you're going through in life. And then you make smaller mistakes. And Really, you know, that's what I want to take and show and pass down everything that I had to beat. So you don't have to go through, you know, 20 years of, you know, excessive heart rate and, and not knowing about life and being just everything going on and just give that to you and say, look, you know, this is where I, this is where I was. This is what I experienced. This is what happened to me. This is how I was able to deal with it. And then this is how I was able to apply it to make myself become successful in everything I've done, which is pretty cool. Exactly. It's you had the military, I had medical issues. We both went through life-changing events and go, okay, now what do we do? You can't just sit there and go, oh, what was me? You have to get up, you have to find the mentors, you have to find an inspiration to move forward and be better than you were yesterday. You can't be the person that your, your mentor is, but you can learn from your mentor, your leader, and find a path that is less rocky than what they went through. 1000%. And then, like you said, you know, you, you find all these different bits and pieces of information, and then you take charge of your life. And that's when the magic happens. As you, mm -hmm. as you know, you take charge of your own life, and then you create the, you create the person you want to be. I mean, really, the, the world, the world is your oyster. And we, we forget that a lot. And people say, you know, well, why did you become an inspirational speaker? Because the universe wouldn't let me stop. It kept crashing me in airplanes. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'll go do what I'm supposed to do. I just wanted to live my life and do what I wanted to do selfishly, because we're all a little bit selfish. And this was definitely the harder route to go and build this, this, this business and build everything through it. But it's been, it's been, you know, looking back 10 years ago, I never would have thought that we'd have ended up here. But, um, uh, you know, but, but, but following what you're supposed to follow and taking all these different pieces. And then it comes down to you and then building you into who you want to be. And then having the vision of saying, look, I'm going to set my goals so lofty that I have to become the person that I dream of in order to reach those goals. And that's when, I mean, that's really when you're waking up and winning and you're, you're finding, you know, we get one, we get one shot at living on this rock, spinning around the sun. And, you know, you can either, 
you, you can either think about it a, a couple different ways. You know, you can say you just want to get by and you just want to do the bare minimum and want to hang out, or you can go out and really just, you know, want to take your life and make the most of it. And whatever that way is, I mean, whatever your measure of success is, we all have different measures of success. My, my measures are definitely different than most. And, you know, other people, some people, it, it just depends on what you want. And then but you, when you do find that you have to give it 110% and do it and be the very best at what you do. Exactly. My thing is I work seven days a week, 16 hour days, but I'm never working. There you I, go. That's a good yeah. thing. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm never working. I never look at it as I'm working. I'm doing something I'm passionate about. Why? Because I'm helping people. If I'm helping people, that's my calling. You have to find your calling as a person to find out what you're passionate about. Otherwise you're just miserable. 100%. So, and then Obviously, you know, I was a different person. I, I've had so many, so many times I've re redeveloped myself mm -hmm. or recreated myself. And then I go back to that first plane crash. I was in December 17th, 1997. You know, my whole face is reconstructed surgery. So I don't look the same. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have been alive. There's all these reasons I shouldn't have been alive that the United States government told me, the, the, the investigators. But taking that, I mean, I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed with fear. I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand life, what this was all about. You know, I was told that I should be dead and, you know, I was 23 years old. I thought I was invincible. And then, and then, and then dealing with your own, mortality. your own mortality and then realizing, I mean, obviously you've had to deal with that and saying, wow, you, you know, and then you started taking every day, but it took me, I was a pilot. My, my, my dream, you know, my story is not about aviation. It's not about the military. It's not about being a vice president of a company or, you know, leading in sales and all those things I did. My story is about the, it, the aviation was the catalyst. It gave me that, you know, like you said, you're passionate about going out and helping people. Well, you know, I was a son of a postman. I needed to find a way to, to do something that was going to better my life. I was just trying to better my life. And I mean, I'm pumping plasma through college. I have no money. And I'm just out there. I'm, I'm trying to make the best of what I can. And, you know, I, I needed to get this degree. And I finally get to the point where I get this degree. And I, I want to, you know, go fly for American Airlines. And I want to be an American Airlines pilot, which is a good aspiration to have, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and then it was just all taken away from me. So I find myself, you know, after all this work and all this grit that I put in working in a steel mill in summers to get money to pay for it, that I'm a pilot who's afraid to fly. Imagine that. I mean, just paralyzed with fear and, you know, going through a midlife crisis and trying to just digest and understand that everything that went on and my at rest heart rates, like 140 beats per minute. And I, I, you know, I'm having three panic attacks, four panic attacks a day, but no matter how many doctors tell me that it's the endorphins releasing in here, it's coming down, tightening my chest. I, you know, you think it's a heart attack every single time. And I mean, you're barely struggling. So I go through this horrific accident and I'm barely struggling to stay alive, you know, and I couldn't even talk about it back then. Now I get up and I, make, I laugh about it. I have fun and, you know, talk to the audience, but I would sit there and shake and I had say, you know, psychologists, they have me in front of light boards and they're trying to desensitize it. And, you know, but I had to learn my own way to how to digest it. And that's what I'm able to give to people because if I can get through that and then I can go and compete against the best in the world and, you know, at Navy flight school and, and do as well as I did, I wasn't competing about against them. I was competing against myself. And that's what it's all about is, you know, I was out there to, to be my best, to prove to myself that I could get back up on that horse and to prove to myself because I thought my mental wherewithal had changed so much as a person that I thought, you know, that, that maybe I was just, I was just so different. It was unbelievable that I wasn't sure what was going on, but that was, you know, when I graduated at the top of my class, I was like, wow, I just competed against the best of the world and did really well. 
And if they would have known that my legs were straight out and I was actually scared to fly, they would have kicked me out of the program in the beginning. I mean, they put so much money into you. So it's all about overcoming yourself and your own biggest obstacle. And I, I have some solutions that I came up with because I was so driven and passionate at the time to overcome, you know, because I wanted to be a pilot so bad. I wanted to continue this goal of aviation. And that was the catalyst that was able to help me go up and help me do that. But then there was many, many more ups and downs you know, outside of aviation, it's just, I have all these crazy plane crashes, which makes it really interesting. And I'm able to take those And each time, you know, it took me two years to overcome my first crash, two weeks to overcome my second one, two days, literally, I flew that airplane out and two days down to the manufacturer after it ran off the runway. And then about two seconds on my last one, I just was like, this It's just getting kind of funny now, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. You, you learn to live with it. But you know, most people don't survive the first plane crash You've right. been in at least four you know but at the same time you're using it to teach people you can get over anything i've literally been through crashes you're using physical crashes but we think about the mental crashes that everyone has exactly and that's my whole point i mean i've been through a divorce i've lost a child i mean you know those things are kind of very down and that's why you know i don't want to incorporate those in there i use the aviation accidents because mm -hmm. i mean my last one i jumped out of the plane i, I realized we weren't on fire or anything and mm -hmm. i was like hey man you mind if i get a selfie in front of the airplane i mean because it's just almost funny at this point it's comical you know that it's even going on and everybody's like, <laughs> like okay here we are right you know what, I mean? what are we doing I mean, and, and the, the worst part is i think the worst part was is i always said oh i've been through three plane crashes like you know things of three happened uh paul and the bible's in three boat crashes i was like that's it i'll never and i used to say that i'm not going to be it anymore i'm i'm positive i'm positive and you're never positive about anything is really what it is. I don't say anything anymore because it's like, I don't know. I don't know what today's going to bring. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I know that I'm going to bring my best. And, and that's the person I created. And no matter what, you know, what life throws at me, I'm going to come out here 110%. I am not worried about, you know, the external factors in life. And that also brings you that inner peace, that inner joy, like you said, because it doesn't matter. You become unshakable. You become unmoving. You become uncrashable. That's what I talk about that, you know, when you're able to build yourself strong and I give you a couple of tools, how to solve some of those problems. What, what is it? You know, I mean, it, it's not over till you're dead, right? <laughs> I mean, exactly. You can change anything about your life by first changing your perspective, change your mindset, and then figure out what is your inner truth. Now you have a building block. You can change anything about your life. One million percent. I mean, every day is a fresh start. It's a fresh day. And um, our mind is powerful. And we're obviously connected way more than we see here. And when you just start changing your attitude and your perspective, like you said, how you see it. And when you get comfortable and get to know yourself, I, there, there are no limits. There are, there, are no, there are no opportunities that we can't go out and get. And that's, that, that's just the truth of life. And sometimes people don't even want to hear that. They just want to you know, feel that they're stuck in this box because it's their comfort zone. And the problem is, is you actually, you have to leave that comfort zone if you want to grow. And when you leave your comfort zone, you're going to feel uncomfortable, but that's by design of life. And that's, but that's when the magic happens. And when you start building yourself, you know, when you go through that first crash and you suffer and stumble and, you know, maybe pick up a couple tips on how to work on the next one, you go through the next one, then the third one, then the fourth, you're like, Hey, here I am. Oh yeah. That was, that was a good one, man. I didn't see that one coming, but guess what? Here's what we're going to do with that one. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do better exactly. today, right? <laughs> no matter what happens after you get your foundation, 
in your mindset, in your invis invincible to your inner self, now you can go through anything and you're just like, okay, whatever. A hundred percent. It's like, I got it. You know, I mean, you know, what's next? And, and then you can have fun with it too, you know, because we, we, we forget that we want to enjoy life and we want to go out and, you know, and understanding most people, I think their biggest, their biggest problem is they, they don't clearly know what they want in life. And, and sometimes we have to start back there and say, boy, what do I want? And I was fortunate that I had this inner passion for aviation when I was young, because that's what kept driving me, kept driving me, kept driving me and driving me. And, and I know how lucky I am to have had that, you know, because it was something I really wanted. And, and um, but, you know, I knew that's what I wanted. And then I went through a different phase of my life. You know, I wanted to be the best salesman out there. So I went out there and I started doing sales and I just, I wanted to change. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And when I look back over it, I could have never seen it all coming together, but it was like, I was being, I was kind of being well-rounded because of my life experience, what I was going through. I also needed to have the, the corporate experience and the, you know, and the understanding that I could do whatever I put my mind to. It didn't matter what industry it was. I was, hugely successful in the construction industry. I knew nothing about it, but I wanted to change. I went in there. I started selling in there. And, and, and I mean, I literally knew nothing about it. And then I was just able to go out and do my best. And then, you know, one led to two, two led to four. And then I, I was leading the entire company in sales. And, you know, it's just when given that opportunity, if you're willing to step up, it just the, the sky's the limit, you know? So just figuring out what you want. And I, I, I didn't get to anything until I got the more motivated, you know, and when we started with more motivated, it certainly wasn't where it's at now. And that's the thing, you know, when you look back, you look back at anything you do, you look back. And then as you move forward, you just like, wow, I can't even believe we got here. How did we, how did we do this? How have we come so far? And, and that's because you're putting your time, your effort, your energy, and, and you're putting your passion in there. And like you said, you work 16 hours a day, seven days a week. I can't say the same, but very <laughs> but, good on you. <laughs> well, I, okay. So me, I, me, I have to help people. So if I'm not helping people, I'm writing books on how to help people. <laughs> so good for you. Or doing the podcast or doing networking or joining advisory boards. I just got drafters to three major advisory boards. I'm not an advisor, right? I don't have the mindset to be an advisor, but I have a wealth of information. So I'm learning to share my advice with companies that I know nothing about. I know nothing about SaaS. I know nothing about healthcare. And I know nothing about dogs other than I feed my, my baby and that's about it. But I'm giving them advice on their companies. And these are Fortune 500 companies that I'm working with. So you can do anything if you go, okay, how do I do this? Not, I can't do it. How do I do it? No, you're absolutely right. And, 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 I, and I love that we share the, uh, the same mindset that um, I, don't, I don't really speak to a certain industry. Like I've, speak, mm -hmm. I've spoken to so many. I mean, of course, I'm well-received in aviation. I mean, why mm -hmm. wouldn't I be well-received? But the financial industry, I, I mean, I, I, and I know nothing about the financial industry because I'm not into it. I've been in the I've spoken for the construction industry, the healthcare industry. I just all these these industries and in, in, um, in, in organizations across because what I really speak about is yourself. And, and, and you know, leadership it's a personal thing. It's 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 well rounding yourself. It's making the, the best possible outcome of you. And when you take that, it doesn't matter if you're in the military. People are going to rally around you. It doesn't matter if you're in corporate America. People are going to rally around you because you've built yourself to become a leader worth following. And really, that's what I get to is you know 
the way that you act, the way that you know we all act, everybody's going to be different as, as when they're when they're in a position of leadership. But as long as you as you're being you, your true self, you're being authentic, you're being you're being you know somebody that's worth following, somebody that you, you know that they know will stand up and do the right thing. People people are drawn to that. So it's really not as as cosmic or complicated as we think it is. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of you know how to recreate ourselves to be our best selves instead of trying to like you said just follow the path of somebody else and, and that sometimes leads us down the wrong path right it's okay so you have your mentor or your leader whoever you're following now how do you take that and find your own path you don't have to follow every footstep your mentor does or every footstep your leader does you have to find the footsteps that work for you and it might veer off course from their course, but it's what you're passionate about, what you see as success. It may not be your mentor's version of success. Sure, you're absolutely right. So, you know, it's funny because I've had a, a lot of different mentors or acquaintances or people I've gotten to work with. And, you know, we draw the good and the bad from everyone. And mm -hmm. we have to, we should remember that we're unique and, and um, you know, whether it be a, a scientist who is a CEO of a company, a brilliant man, you know, to, to bring me aspects of my life for my physical health and, and how the body works and understanding disease and, and everything, you know, getting to work with him or a medical doctor, you know, to how to actually what to do with your body to keep yourself younger and healthier. Um, you, you know, you know, there's a, a business mentor where, you know, a guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He's a philanthropist and he takes you under his wing and teaches you and, and you know, all these different pieces come in, come into the puzzle to really to create you. And, and you know, th this is what I was born to do. And I know it's what I was born to do. So, you know, like I went through that first plane crash and then, then, um, and then I come into a, a second plane crash when I was in the air force and, and, um, it, it kind of, you know, it, it set me back a little bit, but not like, not like the first one did. It was more just kind of digesting that, um, you know, getting back to that whole thing about how uncontrollable life is and how, you know, just like, I mean, it was, it was a game of feet, you know, if he had a, a few more feet, it was a midair, he would have taken our tail off, then that would have been it. We'd have just spiraled into the ground. There's nothing you can do. You know, they just, all you can do is just hang on for the ride. It, you know, kind of like metaphorically towards life, you know, sometimes we don't, you know, we only can control what we can control. And that's why I talk about, you know, leading yourself or do it being the best for you. And then, um, you know, then, I, then, then the third time, I was like, it, it was a lot to take in, you know, I mean, I, I went off a runway, we left no tire tracks, I mean, crossed all the lights, and you're like, wow, man, there's something bigger to all this, and, but, you, you know, it was a mechanical fault, and, and I had to get back in that airplane and fly it out two days later, that exact airplane, when it, they couldn't really figure out what it was just yet, but we knew that there was something wrong there, you know, you keep thinking, is this thing just going to run off the runway again, and, um, you, you know, but, but, but going down this path, it just kept well-rounding me, and well-rounding me, and then, you know, when I, when you know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing what you're exactly what you're supposed to be doing, that's a good feeling. I mean, it's a feeling of being relaxed and the doors just seem to open up left and right. Um, and, and I, I mean, what, what can't we accomplish in life? You know, I, I, I go out in every, every event to me is like, it's special. It's, it's, uh, it's about delivering. I mean, if you watch video from one event and you go to the next event, they're all different. You know, I, I mean, I have my foundation, you know, I have the crash, I have the combat and I have the, the commit mm -hmm. and I have those points that I leave with them. But I just, you know, I learned from everybody in that audience. I mean, everybody out there is, is really a mentor, you know, you can draw from them and you can draw from their experiences. And I love when people get involved and get engaged and, you know, I hear this and, and I mean, it just, 
you know, and you can feed off of that. So that's when it gets exciting. That's when, that's when you're able to, uh, to, to, you know, achieve what you want to, what, what you want to get to. And like you said, you know, you, you're, you're part of all these boards and you're, you're part of helping people. And I just come straight forward, you know, and, and this is what I've been through. This is what I've done. And, and this is how I've gotten through it. And, you know, please take it and apply it to your life. Exactly. You have your three C's. You have your crash, regardless of what kind of crash it is. Yours is actually physical crashes. Then you have your commitment and your combat eggs. Actually, how do you get through whatever the struggle is? Right. That the combat and, and two pieces of the combat, you know, um, the, the simplified, it comes down to two different phases. You know, first of all, you, you have to actually you have the voices in your head. They, they, they can be such a naysayer, you know, they, they can just start pulling at you and, 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 and holding you back. You know, like I physically was healed from my first plane crash, but mentally, and the doctor told me that before I left the hospital, he didn't want me to check out. He's like, it's just beginning for you. You know, we, we have you alive. You're, you're living. And my surgeon helped me get out of the hospital, but my, my primary, he wanted me to stay in. He's like, his healing is just beginning. And really the truth is I had to go through it on my own. It was, there was, there was no, some things you just have to do on your own. Exactly. And, um, you, you know, but you, you have to, the voices in your head because we become our own biggest obstacle. And I mean, the, the, if anybody would have said, like, if you see the pictures of what I've been through or hear my story, you'd have been like, oh man, I can understand why that guy just, you know, he just, he just took a time out. He just said, you know, I, I, this is enough. I'm going to take a different direction or, but look at everything I'd have missed out on. I mean, I got my Navy wings. I flew for the Coast Guard. I got to fly for the Air Force. Got to fly through hurricanes and do combat, you know, search and rescue, flew in combat. You know, I would have missed all that if I would have let myself be afraid to overcome what I've gone through. But instead, as I, I was able to, to beat the voices in my head, you know, just naysaying me back. And of course, I'm just putting in a short nutshell. And then what I realized is you have to really be able to identify the problem. So many times, like we misidentify where, you know, I thought I was afraid to, to crash an airplane. That's why I was afraid to fly. I wasn't afraid to fly. I was afraid to die. You know, but understanding that took me a little bit of time to get to. And when I was able to actually like understand what I was afraid of, that's what I was able to take that and incorporate it into solving my problem. You know, and Einstein was awesome at that because Einstein said, <clears throat> excuse me, if I have one hour to solve a problem, he take 55 minutes on the problem and five minutes on the solution. Where so many of us, we take five minutes on the on, on the problem and we, we spend 55 minutes on the solution. So you really have to understand what you're dealing with to truly commit to, you know, to be able to overcome it. Exactly. But we're almost out of time. And this has been a really, really good talk. So where can our listeners and our viewers find you, your books and your program? Uh, Dave Moore at more motor, I'm sorry, moremotivated.com. And um, you can find us just on the web right there. So the, the one thing, I'm just authentic and straightforward, and, and um, I'd love to work with you. Awesome. And for our viewers and our listeners, happy listening.